Going outside? How hot is too hot? That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. President Joe Biden announced last week that climate change was an emergency and outlined executive actions to boost offshore wind energy and protect communities facing extreme heat. Although he called the crisis a clear and present danger, he failed to formally declare a climate emergency, but suggested he might do so soon. If he made the declaration, he could reinstate a ban on crude oil exports, which might cut greenhouse gas emissions equivalent to shutting down more than 40 coal plants. He could also restrict imports and exports of all fossil fuels, halt investment in those projects overseas, and stop new oil and gas drilling in federal waters. But those actions would not come close to the steps that were in the now-doomed Build Back Better climate package, which lacks the support of one critical member of Biden's own party, Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia. The effects of the possible emergency actions on climate change may not be significant, and opponents would try to block them in court. High gas prices also make it less likely the administration will put any limitation on fossil fuels. Lake Mead, the nation's largest reservoir that sits on the Colorado River, is now lower than it's been since 1937, after Hoover Dam was completed and the lake began to fill. Since last year, the lake has lost 27 feet and 45 feet since 2020. According to a new study, there will be much less predictability of when water will flow into rivers across the entire northern hemisphere, including the Colorado River. For at least 100 years, the millions of people who rely on the Colorado River have depended upon a predictable amount of snowpack in western mountains to hold and release water into the river and to fill its reservoirs. However, scientists from the National Center for Atmospheric Research conclude that with global warming, the flow of rivers and streams fed by snow will become more difficult to forecast. Earlier research has shown that water quantity will diminish, and this new research looks at increasing variability of when it will be available. Many on Earth depend upon snow accumulation in winter, and it's melting in spring and summer to regulate the timing of stream flows. But snowpack will become thinner and go away faster as precipitation in colder months comes from rain rather than snow. At times, melting will actually occur during the winter instead of spring runoff. This summer, hundreds of millions of people around the globe are feeling the effects of climate change. Last week in the U.S., more than half of states were under heat advisories, and 60 daily high temperature records were tied or broken. Many humans are ill-prepared for the risk excessive heat will pose to their bodies, especially when combined with humidity. When it gets hot, we sweat to cool down because evaporating water moves heat away from our skin. But if the air is humid, the process slows down, and the point at which heat combined with humidity becomes dangerous is measured as the wet bulb temperature. Scientists have agreed that a wet bulb temperature, when it's 95 degrees Fahrenheit, with 100% humidity, would make it nearly impossible for sweat to evaporate risking heat stroke or death in as little as six hours. But researchers from Penn State recently found that temperatures as low as 87 degrees with 100% humidity could be life-threatening, even for healthy young people. 
the wet bulb temperature for older populations who are more vulnerable is likely lower. As the planet warms, heat waves are becoming more frequent and intense, but a 2020 study found that over the last 40 years, heat combined with high humidity is also increasing. And finally, if your vehicle is dirty enough to write wash me in the dust on its windshield, you might pop over to a car wash to clean it up. But in the West, as the drought deepens, using lots of water to clean your ride might give you pause. Many commercial operations have reclamation systems that reuse water, so it requires only around 9 to 15 gallons of fresh water per car. But water is precious, so what if you could use even less? That's the idea behind so-called waterless car washes, where you won't see loud machinery and suds going down a drain. Instead, a team armed with spray bottles cleans your car in a manner akin to dusting furniture. And they come to you. One company called Future Wash, which was started in the San Francisco Bay Area in 2017, is not only about saving water, but also convenience. While you have a coffee or go to work, they'll clean your car with a proprietary solution they say contains biodegradable and eco-friendly ingredients and uses less than a cup of water per vehicle. Future Wash is part of a growing trend in waterless car washes popping up around the country, including one called no H2O, which promotes itself as dry cleaning for cars. But if they're not in your area, you can buy products online and wash your car at home. No hose or tip required. That's it for this week in water. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.